All right, we are good to go. Let's uh, let's check on the agenda. All right, the agenda. Let's see it. Don't need that. Have you seen any movies lately, Gabe? I've seen what? Any movies? No. No. Okay. Oppenheimer. Are you planning on seeing Oppenheimer or Barbie? I mean, maybe once it's on a digital format. Right, I'll, I'll going to the movies. I'll be vague. I mean, Oppenheimer is not much to spoil. It's it's history. It happened. And Barbie, I'll try to speak kind of vaguely about it. I mean, I don't care if you spoil it. <laughs> cool. Okay, yeah. Uh, here we go. Ready for action. From cassette tapes to the internet, it's WNOD. And now... Here are your hosts, Gabe and Rob. Hello, it is Gabe and Rob. We're back for more action. Folks, it's been a busy month. It's very hot. Very it hot. It's Gabe, how's, how's the weather out there, man? It's warm. Let's yeah. see, what is it? What is it? It's, uh, what is my house temperature set at currently? I know it's hot, Dexter. I'm sorry, but oh, uh, it's... it's uh, yes, folks, Dexter is on camera. It's, it's 68 out. in the house. Little poofy face as you move it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There he is. <laughs> Thanks, sir. You want to be on the show? Yeah, he's on the show. Meow. Oh. Say something. Say something. <laughs> Very quiet. <laughs> now you can be quiet. Hi, Dexter. Okay. All right. <laughs> here. here you go, over here. <laughs> Say hi to Rob. Here. Turn the camera so you can see him. Here. Hello, Dexter. We met before. There you go. Thanks, sir. Hi, Dexter. Wave. Wave. We're trying to make a cat wave. Uh, cats don't like to wave. See, cats are smart. They just don't want to deal with our bullshit. Yeah, he just doesn't care. They're not going to perform for us. He'll he'll yell at me when I ignore him. That's right. He'll hear, he'll hear plenty of him in a minute or two. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, going to be 111 today out here in El Vegas. Ah, yeah, it's going to be fun. And I'm, I'm, I got the AC blasting down here in the basement. Which is kind of nice because the basement's its own little room, so I can kinda, I can make it cool in here and then not mess with the rest of the house. It's kind of nice. Yeah, that sounds nice. Not too bad. It's going to go down to ninety six by Tuesday, but that's still pretty hot. So, but you guys have that goddamn humidity. Yeah. My brother bought up bought like a little pool for his backyard, like a kiddie pool, because mm-hmm. I mean he needs to do something. <laughs> There he goes. Him. Now he's talking. Yeah, he's talking. Hi, hi, Dexter. Yeah, hi, yeah, buddy. You are the buddy. There he goes. <laughs> he's got plenty to say. That's right. So, yeah. Uh, but last weekend, my wife and I, we went out to a movie theater. Oh, and, that's uh, weird. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> we, last weekend was the opening of two movies, Barbie and Oppenheimer. That's the big, the mm-hmm. big Barbenheimer thing. I, I looked into it's, this. It's weird. Yeah, I, I don't. Of all the movies on the planet, yeah, in history that they decided that they needed to push, <laughs> it was those two. And yeah. I don't understand why these two movies. They're like these two movies are going to get people back into theaters, <laughs> and they were fucking right. Yeah, but you know, it was. But they're not. I don't understand what the appeal is, other than. The massive marketing blitz that they put into these movies, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's no real like, 
I mean, Oppenheimer's a story that's been. I mean, it's not really that compelling of a story. We, you know, we've, it's, we've, it's there plenty of books been out. They're, they've right. done movies about it too. It's nothing new. It's like. Yeah. I was going to say it's like the Titanic, but that was one of the biggest movies of all time. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not like so whatever. And, and yeah. who cares about Barbie? You right. know, I, I really a lot of people, but I just, yeah. I, I'm a little baffled. <laughs> it that, it uh, is baffling, though. It doesn't make because when I heard about both movies come out at the same time, I thought, OK, well, maybe they're just they're lining them up because one movie is going to be for the dads and the history buffs and the other movie for teenage girls or some, or women that play right. women as, as, as kids. And that's fine. Either way, you know, whatever. But then I saw the preview for Barbie and I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's something different happening. This is not just a kid's movie. It's PG-13. So right. I was intrigued. And then Oppenheimer, well, that's Christopher Nolan. The trailer looks pretty good. I'm, I, both movies look pretty good. And then early reviews were coming out saying they're both good. So Pat and I said, all right, let's go see them both on the same day. Initially, I was just going to say, let's just see Barbie because that's the weird one. We'll see Oppenheimer later. But then we decided just to see both on the same day. <laughs> just, so weird. Like, I'm just, I, I feel, so I think there's so much manipulation with these two movies Yeah. that I feel just, I'm, I'm so against them because <laughs> it's so obvious that these are such nothing movies, right? And there's so much big Hollywood behind these two movies, yeah. That I mean, you're not gaining anything by seeing these movies. It's not like these are Oscar-worthy movies, you Aren't know? They, though, that's, no, that's, no, but, they're not. But they kind of are. At it, least, they're uh, not. At least you Oppenheimer know, who the fuck cares about Barbie. You know, a lot of people. Th- but they shouldn't. Why? You know? <laughs> What's wrong with Barbie? <laughs> you never play with it. You don't know. <laughs> and you haven't even seen the movie. I don't need to see the movie. I, I think you do, Shoot. though. <laughs> what does Danny feel about uh, about Barbie? She is not mentioned it at all. Okay. Ask <laughs> it her is about not it. even on her radar. <laughs> Maybe she, she went out to see it with her boyfriend, you know? I don't know. I don't think so. No. I yeah. don't think that's something that she would want to see. Oh. Well, that for us, it was like Oppenheimer. I knew it's Christopher Nolan. It's got a good cast. Trailer looks interesting. I knew it was going to be a good movie, and it was. It was, it was actually a really good movie. Barbie, I wasn't even sure about because the trailer looked so weird, but it was interesting because here's in the trailer, Barbie's like dancing with her friends, and then at one point she says, hey, guys, you ever thought about death? And everything just sort of stops. And I said, what? This is a Barbie movie about death? Yeah, it's not really... This is not just kitty bullshit. This was, I don't even know which one to start with. So not even really a Barbie movie. Not really. So, I mean, very much so, but also, no, not at all. It, so, was a biz- it was a bizarre movie. So if you're a, a little girl and you're a fan of Barbie, like if you're ingrained in the Barbie universe, like playing the Barbie video game and you go to see this movie, it's going to fuck you up. A little bit, maybe. If you're, if you're a little kid, you're, you're going to have this, you're going to have your first experience with existential dread. And if you're an adult oh. who also maybe play with Barbie as a kid, you're going to understand this stuff because you're an adult. It's essentially about there's, there's the real world, and then you got the Barbie world. And in the Barbie world, the, the, the people in Barbie world are connected to their toys in the real world. It's a little Toy Story-ish. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's a little bit like The Matrix, too. 
because they have these two realities kind of competing with each other. And something goes wrong. And so Barbie has to go. There are many Barbies and many Kens. It's, it's like, because like in the toys, they have like Malibu Barbie and, and corporate exec Barbie and whatever, that, whatever it is. And you know what's funny, though, is I've learned that the Barbie toys were meant to be options for girls that were not related to being a parent. Almost no, none of the Barbie figures are parents. There was like one Barbie, like pregnant Barbie, that was released years ago, and it was controversial. People didn't want that. They want Barbie to be a working woman, you know, her own, her own thing. Because society teaches girls to be, uh, to be moms, that was part of the movie they talked about where like girls will play with baby dolls and then grow up to be moms. Like there's never they're never really taught, hey, you don't have to be a mom, you can be whatever you want to be, which was part of the point of the movie, and I guess part of the point of the Barbie toys. No, in the movie, the uh the the main Barbie played by Margot Robbie has to go to the real world to fix an issue because her related, her connected human has lost hope. And that's why she suddenly starts thinking about death and all this stuff, because her like the, 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 the girl that used to own her, who's now an adult, um, has been feeling sad. So she has to go figure out what's going on. And it's just kind of fucking with things. So it's, yeah, it's a very strange movie. And, but it's funny. I mean, if, if, if I had any complaint, it was just, it was funny, but not funny enough. I, I would have liked a little more. So I, some of the jokes didn't land too well, especially mm-hmm. when it was Will Ferrell. Because Will Ferrell, I don't know, he was, something went wrong with Will Ferrell. He used to be funny. But then now mm-hmm. he like I think he thinks he's too good and it just doesn't work. I, I think comedy COVID. works when you have a little bit of humility to you. Mm. I don't know. But uh, yeah, overall the movie was very entertaining. It was very bizarre because the tone of the movie kept shifting. It started off it was kind of funny and then it shifted to not kind of dr- like a drama because at one point Barbie goes to meet try to find this mom. And she ends up finding the daughter of the mom, but the daughter doesn't want to have anything to do with it. The daughter just tells her off. You know, you're the toy that makes my mom miserable. Get the hell out of here. Just yells at her. And then Barbie walks away crying. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, what is this movie? Why is this making me upset? It's so sad. But Margo, it's Margot Robbie, so she's a good actress. I don't know. It was, a, it was a very, it was an oddity. I don't think there'll be a sequel because it was such a one-off, just weirdness. Right. And yeah, it was part of it was trying to talking about what Barbie really is and why those toys exist. But part of it was just our lives. These characters are going through these, these growth experiences. And my wife is here. She's not a Barbie. What? What? I need the code. You need the code? Yeah. <sighs> uh, one, two, three. Hold a minute, four, dear. Are you ready? Five, six. Can I text you? Hey, hang on a second. Same code I put on my luggage. <laughs> Stand by, folks. I'm dealing with uh, marital things. She needed the code for the, the Target card because we have a little Target red card. She was going to go pay it. That's fun. There we go. That's, uh, that's Wife Barbie right there. Yeah, so the movie was weird because it was... And while, while Barbie's going through this whole journey, Ken is with her, but Ken's going through his own journey because with Ken, all the Kens are dependent on Barbie noticing them. That's that's their their shtick. So if Barbie's not noticing them, they just sort of stand around and wait. So as soon as Barbie shows up, they do the little sexy pose and like, hey, Barbie, what's going on? And and then suddenly they are relevant once they're being paid attention to. So when Barbie is on her own adventure, the main Ken, played by Ryan Gosling, he he goes through his... 
this kind of life change because he feels he feels neglected. So he kind of becomes a jerk for a while, which is kind of his way to lash out. And I mean, how many of us have done that where we're rejected by someone and suddenly we're like, well, you could just fuck off. Suddenly we be, we're being dicks towards them. This is all relatable stuff in relationships. You know, we've all been here where we, the person we wanted didn't want us. So what do you do? That was, I think the, that was my best part. My, my favorite part of the movie was where with Ken, he, by the end of the movie, he realized that his existence and his value was not based on being loved by Barbie. He was his own man. The line was, I am Ken Nuff. It actually was on a shirt on, that he was wearing. It, wife? You're going to hear me listen, yell at my wife at the show, folks. Dear, what are you doing to my phone? I just sent you the text. Who got it then? Your other wife. Wife too. Electric Boogaloo. Oof. But yeah, so by the end, it was kind of cool to see how the characters had really grown. I mean, even Ken, I, I thought it was just going to be a shallow, silly movie, but no, it was, it was this kind of neat exploration of relationships and, and seeing these characters change. And, and I, I don't know. It was, it, was, it was good. I enjoyed it, and I'm glad I saw it in theater because it was, it was opening weekend. Everyone's excited. The audience wasn't very good because it was, it was the first showing like 10 a.m., so the theater was only half full. And they weren't really laughing at the right parts. So I think the audience might have heard it a little weren't bit. Weren't laughing at the right parts. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it is in the theater. Remember when we saw Pulp Fiction in the theater and we're laughing our butts off and the other people were just not? Uh, what, yeah. What's with that? Why do people just not enjoy themselves in the theater? Come on, guys. Yeah. I mean, I, I think people just, yeah, they just didn't know what to make of Pulp Fiction, you know? Yeah, yeah. They hear, they hear about, oh, this movie, you know, so let's go see this popular thing. You know, it's it's supposed to be great, and then you just don't get it. Yeah, because it was kind of a dark comedy in, in, in spots. Yeah. Nobody really knew who Quentin Tarantino was at that point. He'd right. done one other movie. Plus, there was a lot of language. And we saw the, that movie in the theater in your town in Maryland, and it was us. We were the only two white people in the theater. So that was a little awkward for us when uh, certain words were flying out at us. But it was a funny movie. Yeah, yeah it was just so over the top that yeah. you just... I don't know. I mean, but that was the point. Yeah. Like it was, it was just so over the top. Right. But yeah, Barbie was perhaps similar because maybe people didn't know what to make of it because it was just right. bizarre. I mean, I'd recommend watching it more for the curiosity of it. I don't know if you'll appreciate what it does. Uh, it's, but it's good. I mean, the, there's just some, there just, there were parts in there that were genuinely good acting where they went from, cause when they got to the real world, they're no longer toys. They're real people. And like they suddenly they're having like their emotions activated and they became people. It was odd. I liked it. I can say, I'd definitely say that I, that I liked it. Wow. And that was, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird, but we started the day with Barbie and after that we had lunch at a little uh, seafood place. And then we, then we actually went bowling for about an hour cause we still had time before Oppenheimer and, uh, then it was time for Oppenheimer, which was... And it's funny because on, we're, we're seeing on the same day two very, very different movies, which is... It was quite the emotional roller coaster. The, the thing I did notice, once I, was, once I got out of Oppenheimer, I thought, you know, that was a very different movie. But both movies have one theme that linked link them, which is men behaving badly. Because in Barbie, when Ken 
got rejected, he just became a dick, and then all the Kens were also being dicks. Like, Barbie Land became like Ken Land, and they're all just dicks to everybody. Meanwhile, in Oppenheimer, you have a group of guys, plus one woman, making an atomic bomb. That's not cool. Don't make atomic bombs, guys. Well, you know, they just wanted to know if they could. Right. <laughs> they're just having fun. And that was, they actually I mean, did address that, one, that theme in Oppenheimer about did they really need to do it? Did they need to bomb Japan? And as we've heard for years that at one point they said, yes, we do need to bomb Japan because they are not going to surrender. They are, they're Japan. They are not going down. And then after dropping the bomb, they said, oh, yeah, by the way, they were going to surrender. So didn't really need to bomb them. Were they, though? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's been debated for decades. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know for sure. I wasn't there in the 40s. But the movie was very good. The movie was kind of... Do you remember the movie JFK? Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that. Like, it's, it's very much a drama. There isn't much... I mean, there's, there are no fight scenes. It's not a Marvel movie. Um, right. There's not much in the way of violence. You don't really see bodies getting destroyed or anything. It's, it's the drama behind the making of the bomb. It's all, it's all acting. Robert Downey Jr. plays Strauss, who is... Who's Strauss? Is he a senator? I forget. The movie was complicated. That's my main complaint. It was very convoluted. Lots going on. So I'm going to have to go back and and research who these people were. Robert Downey Jr. is going to win like all the fucking awards for this movie because he was fantastic. I mean, I'd I'd kind of forgotten how good of an actor he was. I mean, he's great in in the Marvel movies, but he's just, you know, he's Tony. This is him acting. (laughs) The dude can act. And overall, yeah, the uh, Oppenheimer was a very good movie. It was very much a dad movie because there were a lot of dads in the theater, it, it looked like. Dads with their sons because it's, it's, it's history. It's World War II. But it all gets into the science of it and it uh, it's, it's explores Oppenheimer's life because he's got his own weird connections to communism and everything. So it was, yeah, it was good. I could definitely say on that day, we saw two good movies, two very different movies, but both of them quite good. We, we left, well, as we were driving home that evening, we, we felt like we were just kind of worn out, but in a good way. I, I, I can imagine. That, yeah. that's, a lot of, that's a lot of movie. And it's a Christopher Nolan movie, and that guy makes, generally makes good movies and dramatic movies. I mean, I mean, shit, when we saw The Dark Knight years ago, when you leave the theater after that movie, you feel like you've just been gut-punched because just all this shit happened. So Oppenheimer's sort of like that, just a lot of drama. Yeah, uh, I liked it, liked it a lot. Uh, I don't, did I like the, did I not like, there was, there was at one point, do you remember in the, uh, did you see the movie Black Widow? The, uh, the Marvel movie? Uh, no, I did not. In that movie, uh, Natasha has a sister played by this woman with blonde hair who's very cute. She was yeah. in this movie. She played Oppenheimer's, I guess, fling, his side chick. Okay. He was yeah. having an affair with this woman, but she had, she had connections to the Communist Party, so there was all that kind of drama there. And at one point, Oppenheimer and her are sitting in opposite chairs, buck-ass naked, and I'm thinking, oh, there's nudity in this movie. I didn't know that. And, and I mean, seeing her naked was delightful. She's a very pretty woman. But I'm thinking, okay, this is interesting, because they're naked, and I guess they maybe just had sex, but they're not uh-huh. sexual at all in that month. Like, that was them being exposed to each other but sort of opposed at the same time. Some kind of like visual sim- symbolism, which I thought was kind of cool. But then later, she shows up again in a vision because Oppenheimer's wife is sitting next to him as he's being inter- interviewed in this deposition thing. 
and she suddenly has a vision of, of this other woman on top of Oppenheimer riding him naked. Like there's, now there's sort of, this is like, it's like, a, it's the second nude scene, but it, I don't know. It felt out of place. Like, why do they need that particular visual at that moment? It was weird. Like he, maybe he was just like, well, she got naked before. She goes, she'll do it again. Want to get more naked? I don't know. It was an odd moment. It, it sort of disrupted my, my uh, flow as I'm watching the movie. But other than that, yeah, the movie was really good. It, all the special effects were done practically. There was no CGI. They uh-huh. just blew up actual dynamite and stuff and sort of layered it together to make the bomb look like a bomb. Because the, the, main, the main part is the bomb test at, uh, in uh, L, L something. <laughs> Los Alamos, I think it's called. Like I said, very busy movie. Very, a, lot, a lot of things to remember. And what was cool, because my, my brother has read a lot of books about the atomic bomb, and he was asking me, you know, who was in it? So I'm looking at the cast list. Yeah, they got Feynman in there. Einstein was in there. Niels Bohr was in there. Just a bunch of people that you've heard of. And it was, uh, it was pretty interesting. For, so yeah, if you're a history buff and you like a good, serious drama, it's great. And that's what I liked about it. It, was just, it wasn't a special effects movie. It was just a good classic drama with acting and words. I liked it. I need movies like that. I don't, not all my movies have to have fight scenes. I don't, I'm, you know. We appreciate what Marvel did with the Avengers. That was cool, but we're adults. Act. <laughs> Give me drama. I'm trying to think what the last movie I saw was. Um, In the theater? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't remember. Oh. It's been a little bit. Been uh, a couple months. Did you see... Let's see. Did you see any of the Marvel movies in the theater? Yeah, probably. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just... Uh, I'm at the point where... I don't know. I've got a really nice theater. Yeah. That uh, That's one there, of those... Yeah. Um, with the nice chairs, yeah, and the you know you can they, they have they have good food and things like that, like mm. you know, yeah, they've got like beer and stuff, you know. Not that I drink beer, but you know they've got. But that's see got, the yeah. problem with drinking beer while you're seeing a movie is that you got to pee. That's true, you know, because when you're home you can just pause and go. But if I as soon as I have a beer, I got to pee like three times. <laughs> it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, but I do like beer. Isn't that is that the same theater that we saw the Star Wars movie? There's a different thing. No, no. Oh, okay. I think it's a little better than that. Okay. Yeah, it's, it is good to be back in the theaters. I mean, theater movies, it's fun because you're in this room with all these other people, especially if it's opening weekend. These are people that want to be there. They're excited. Like when I saw the, uh, what was it, the, the Spider-Man movie, the one where he had all the No Way Home. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was the one, I think, the first movie we saw after the pandemic hit. That was our first theater movie after that. And so we had to wear masks. But seeing that movie in the theater was a blast because everybody's into it. You can feel the emotion. People were laughing. People were crying. It was great. That's what you want. You want that room full of people that react properly. That's why the Barbie thing bothered me because what the, you people come here first thing to see this movie and you're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs. There's, there's comedy. There's drama. What, react to it, people. Come on. Maybe they, they don't know what to do anymore. Maybe. Maybe they don't know how to react. Maybe they've lost all feeling because of COVID. They can't smell. Uh. It's true. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's about all I have to say about those movies. I, I enjoyed both of them for very different reasons. Um, it was, I know the Barbie movie has been getting some cri- criticism because people are saying that it's a man-hater movie. It's really not. I mean, Ken does become a jerk at one point 
where he's like he buys a big truck and he he there's a scene where the the ladies are trying to get the ken the kens to do something and they have to distract them so they say okay ladies if you want to get if you want to distract them just ask them about the godfather ask them to explain things to you and so <laughs> it seems to mansplain at one point this lady That's true though it is though and at one point this lady says I'm using Photoshop and I just don't know how to use the object select tool. Can you help me? Even though she does know, but she's wanting right. the man to explain to distract him. It was it was it was kind of a funny little dig at guys and the way we like to mansplain shit. But we do that though. <laughs> what do you think this podcast is, folks? We're just explaining things to you ladies. <laughs> it's not like y'all don't people that listen to this don't actually have their own opinion on movies. Right. You know? <laughs> That's the other not thing. Like- Movie reviews in general, why do we need those? Yeah. Don't people have opinions? Uh-huh. No, I'm going to tell you what I think about it. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. There was one part because the one of the main characters was played by America Ferrera, who's from Ugly Betty, and I'm a uh-huh. fan of hers. She plays like the main mom in the movie. She does this like five minute speech about how tough it is to be a woman. Like you can't be too thin, but you can't be too fat. But you can't be too nice, but you can't be too bossy. And she's just going off. And I'm thinking, holy shit, lady, that was you were dead on with that shit. So yeah, that was a good scene. But yeah, Oppenheimer and Barbie. Barbieheimer. Folks, I am a motherfucking Barbie girl in the motherfucking Barbie world. The, actually, one thing, at the end of the movie, they had the, uh, the credits. I was expecting the Barbie girl song the, from, what was it, 20 years ago, whenever it was? Aqua. Yeah. They, Aqua, yeah. They, they didn't quite do that. They gave us a, a Nicki Minaj song where she took the Barbie song and kind of remixed it and did her own version, so you can hear part of it playing, but then she does her part, and it's, it didn't work for me. I, I, didn't, I didn't really like it. And I, I, do, I do like a little bit of Nicki Minaj's music, but that song didn't quite do it for me. That's, I don't know. They could have just done the regular kind of, song. I, that song was made for a movie like this, it seems like. It would have been perfect if when, the hit, when the credits had hit, just play that song. It would have felt right. But I don't know. I don't know. They were trying but to whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Barbie, Barbie, Barbie. So, yeah, both are good. Uh, yeah, I mean, when, when they come out on video, give them a rent or, or whatever the hell. I mean, I, I, the only reason that they didn't do it, I, I, well, I'll tell you why they didn't do it. It's because no one knows who the fuck Aqua is. <laughs> and they're going to use, they, this is a big Hollywood movie yeah. that they're pushing. So they want the biggest stars. They want, that's because... I mean, you—they've got the biggest people in this movie, yeah. you know. Oh, huge and cast. They, they don't want some—they don't want some band that no one fucking knows in this movie, <laughs> you know. So yeah. they're gonna have Nicki Minaj do something, you know. So that's—that's that's why. I it's think because they, fuck Aqua. But that's I think why they you know? underestimate with both these movies. I think Hollywood underestimated how multifaceted the the movie going audience can be so they because they probably just figured yeah this group's going to see Oppenheimer that group's going to see Barbie never the two shall meet no folks we like both I want to see right. some silly little Barbie movie that is also about existential dread and life and everything and I want to see a historic movie about uh, about the bomb they're both I can do both we can all do both and I think Hollywood needs to stop treating us like we're fucking idiots because some right. of us are. But some of us are not. I mean, it's funny. And the decision to not use the Barbie song is kind of, it it sounds like from what you're describing, kind of goes back into the whole kind of story of this this Barbie movie. Mm -hmm. It just, it's kind of representational of 
the Barbie movie itself. Like they were trying to be too cool? Yeah. Like, or just... Uh, I, I, I don't know. It, it just seems like... I don't know. Overly they, they, marketed, they should have used it. But I don't know. Yeah. They, should, they, they didn't. Because... Uh, it's fine. Who cares? Well, the funny <laughs> with, with the both movies being released on this at the same weekend. I I read about this that apparently Christopher Nolan left Warner Brothers after his last movie Tenant because he didn't mm-hmm. like the way they were dealing with the streaming, like they were they were putting on streaming too soon, and so he went to Universal. I think is the one that huh. makes Oppenheimer, and then so Warner Brothers essentially released Barbie on the same weekend as as sort of a, a middle finger to, to Nolan, say, oh, well, you're going to do your movie, we're going to do our movie. So it was, that's what, that's, at least that's the rumor going around. They were, they were just kind of being dicks about it. But, I mean, it worked, though, because both movies are doing very well. The reviews are good, the money's good, everyone's liking this shit. So, yeah. Good job, guys. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I'll buy either one when they come out. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, Oppenheimer, I do love a good drama. So maybe Oppenheimer. So check it out, folks. Uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer playing uh-huh. in local theaters. And it's, actually, you know what? Oppenheimer, it's like a three-hour movie. It didn't oh. feel like it. At no point did I feel bored or check my watch. I was just like, it was just, it just kept going and going and going. But in a good, it, yeah, it wasn't one of those movies where I was, like, remember, remember the first Avatar movie from years ago? That movie bored me. That was one where partway through, I'm thinking, okay, this thing's still going on. I'm kind of done with this, but not Oppenheimer. Anyway, let's see. What do we got? Yeah, so you, well, first of all, while, while all that's going on, apparently we have aliens now. We do? What? what? <laughs> Why? Explain. What alien? Aliens? It's in the news. We have aliens in, in real life now. The government's we behind do? it. I don't know. Oh, okay. Let me see. Hold on. Tell me, tell me about aliens. The news. I mean, I listen to NPR and they haven't mentioned aliens. So, I, I, do you do, do that uh, that fifteen minute podcast? Yeah, yeah, I love that podcast. Up first, I think it's called. Yeah, mm, yeah, fifteen minutes, and we're, we're we're good to go. It's it's not in the news. Maybe not. <laughs> Perhaps I've been lied to. Yeah, there was some government agent talking to Congress about alien bodies or actual aliens or something. I don't know. UFO whistleblower testifies. Yeah, yeah. What's that about? Whistleblower tells Congress the U.S. is concealing multi-decade program that captures UFOs. (laughs) The U.S. is concealing a long-standing program that retrieves and reverse engineers unidentified flying objects. A former Air Force intelligence officer testified Wednesday to Congress. The Pentagon has denied this, his claim. Retired mm. Major uh, David Grush sure. highly anticipated ter- testimony before a House Oversight Subcommittee was Congress's latest foray into the world of UAPs, or Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, oh. which is the official term the U.S. government uses instead of UFOs, mm. while the study of mysterious aircraft or objects often evokes talks of aliens and little green men. Democrats and Republicans in recent years have pushed for more research as national security ma- as a national security matter due to concerns that sightings observed by pilots may be tied to U.S. adversaries. What? 
Um, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a thing, I guess. I don't know. People are very excited. They they want to they want to go with them. Well, I mean, the government said no. Oh, <laughs> more you want? Uh, can can they at least give us their their technological secrets, like dilithium crystals? Can we have that? I like those crystals, and we can go space flight. Oh, let's see. Let's look into this guy. Let's see why he's not credible. <laughs> All right, let's look at his Wikipedia. Poe claimed that unnamed officials, unnamed officials, told him that they told him. So, unnamed officials told him that. So he has no firsthand knowledge. Right. That told him that the U.S. federal government maintains a highly secretive U.S.O. UFO recovery program is in possession of non-human spacecraft and dead pilots. In 2022, he filed a whistleblower complaint. Um, he also filed a complaint alleging retaliation by his superiors over a similar complaint he made in 2021. Uh, he asserts that individuals with whom he conversed shared the concern that American citizens have been killed as a result of the government's efforts to cover up this information. Wow. Uh, in response to his claims, both NASA and the US and the Department of Defense uh, issued statements saying, respectively, that there is no ever evidence of extraterrestrial life and there is no verifiable information about the possession and reverse and reverse engineering of any extraterrestrial materials. But I want that. He 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 testified he could not elaborate publicly on some of the aspects of his claims, but offered to provide further details to the representatives in a sensitive compartmented information facility. So he couldn't publicly say what information he had. All right. So he's saying he's got stuff to say, but he can't say it. But, but trust, trust him. Yeah. He's like, oh, I got it. I got the information, but I just can't tell you now. Yeah. You get me alone, and I'll tell you, but not in front of the cameras. That's so political. That's that like that's like how little, Trump uh, ran that his sounds campaign. Sounds like some bullshit to me. <laughs> I mean, you gotta elect you, me, you, and then I'll fix it. I won't tell you how, I mean, though. You literally had center stage; all the cameras were on you. Yeah, you were in front of the government, and you had the option to just say everything you needed to say, and you just didn't. <laughs> So yeah. I'm going to say that's bullshit. Yep. So damn it. Damn it. But they're going to say, well, you know, they were going to kill him. Like, well, <laughs> what's more important? You know, like uh, I, I hate to say it, but if I have information that's going to I've got critical information that's going to prove that there is extraterrestrial life and the other. And my life, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I've got all these cameras on me. I'm just going to reveal the information because <laughs> now I've become the most famous person on the planet. Right. Because I've revealed extra, that there's extraterrestrial life. You know, if I just suddenly die, <laughs> it's very obvious who killed me. So Right. Yeah, so you might as well release everything. Then you're sort of protected because now they now they know who you are. You're too public, but to sort of half-ass it like that, eh, 
you're not so protected anymore. It, it sounds like you didn't really do anything. Like yeah. you just made this claim. Like anyone could just make this claim. Mm-hmm. He's given no evidence. So he's just said, you've got information and you're not giving it. Right. And they could just say, we don't have it. Like, what are they expecting them to do? <laughs> what did he, if, without giving any anything, what did he expect the government to do other than deny it? Right. A- unless he gave information, I don't know. <laughs> my, my, my dad does this, the same. Oh, my God, my dad. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's all over this guy. I'm sure. What's your dad like, up to? <laughs> he 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 pulled up some document the other day. Let me. Like he, I was. I went to go see him. Let me see if I've got a picture of the document. I'll send it to you. We were hanging out, and he's like, "What if I told you?" And I was like, "Oh no!" Like, like the the government has been doing blah blah blah, and all the way back since Eisenhower. And I'm like, "Oh God!" Oh like, boy, aliens. I'm like, oh. <laughs> The fuck they did. Fucking aliens. I mean, it's, it's entirely possible. It's possible. Highly unlikely. We've, I, I've, this, this question has been asked multiple times on Star Talk, and just the, the math alone for a civilization to not only ha- be able to fly through the galaxy, through the universe, and find us is so infinitesimally small. Right. Forget about it. Possible, not not one hundred percent un unpossible, but holy shit, guys. Let's see. All right, let me share this with you. This is the this is the document that uh, I don't want to share. It's with my buddy Rob <laughs> sent you what he's the the the, the majestic twelve. Oh God. Is this through uh, Facebook? Yeah. SOM1, the Majestic 12 Special Special Operations Manual. Extraterrestrial Entities and Technology Recovery and Disposal. Oh, boy. April 1954. Okay, yeah. All right. (laughs) So he found this, and he's... uh, uh. I mean, the the wording does sound like 1950s wording. Majestic 12 Special Operations Manual. This is a top secret magic eyes only. I guess they call themselves majestic. That's the group. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Examination or use. So it's, it's a, it's a, all right. So what are we supposed to do with something like this? Cause well, I mean, this, well, I mean, it, it, that's, that's all the proof you need right there. That, that's, that's all he sent you. Not the actual manual. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, that's all there is. There's no rest of the manual. Even I if mean, something like this exists, because maybe the government's just covering their ass, just, hey, if this happens, here's how we handle it. That's fine. Right. I could totally understand them doing that. But this is nothing. <laughs> right. This is like if I made a manual at my job to say, look, in case aliens invade the casino, here's what we do. Here's our right. SOP. It doesn't prove the existence of aliens. Right. It'd be interesting. I was looking at this document and I was curious, like, if those fonts like existed in 1954. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I'd love to take a look at, like, oh, does this, is this font actually a thing? Like, did this font like actually exist? Like, that's, did, did the government use these fonts in yeah. 1954? Did, they, did graphic design even exist back then? How would they do that? <laughs> yeah, like, would they have actually done that? Like, is this something that? Like, I'm looking at, like, how this would, like, 
how would the government have made I, I this doesn't look like something that the government would have made back in 1954 yeah they wouldn't have put all that effort into the style of it it right. would have just been it a looks, basic just text just type yeah. text and they probably I mean, would have made a cover like the cover is a little bit too crisp right, yeah, yeah exactly I, don't, I mean yeah. you you look at the like the logo like the yeah. seal and you look how shitty that looks <laughs> yeah Compared to the rest of the document, mm-hmm. like how crisp that is. And it, it's like, well, why is that so clear? And yet the seal looks like shit. Right. You know, I mean, the seal looks like, okay, that's like an official seal, right? <laughs> and and look how the font looks all shitty mm-hmm. and that looks shitty. Like, well, why doesn't the rest of the document look shitty? You know, so, <laughs> you know, it just, it's I, I bad. don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot of nothing. And why is it so askew? Like, right, so, <laughs> right. Why is it slightly angled like that? What's going on there? They couldn't have gotten. Someone a... had to, you know. I don't know. Like the mm. whole, it just. I, I should have just said, "Dad, that's fake." <laughs> why? Like immediately, that's fake. Why don't that's... you? <laughs> just tell him. I, I should just. I just immediately said, "That's fake." That font didn't exist. Yeah, Dad, you've been lied I, to. Proved me that font existed in 1954. Right. Give me. <laughs> give me an example of other actual documents that look like this. Forget the aliens. I want to see other government documents designed like this. Yeah. But I mean, government. Show me any document that looks like this in Majestic 12. Is is that government? It says there's like a little seal, but that doesn't really tell us anything. Ah. I mean, if I wanted to like make a role playing game and make a fake document, I'd make something like looks like this. (laughs) You know, something like, you know. This is right out of Skyrim. Yeah. Like this is. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it looks like a nice fake government document, like right there. You know, I mean, yeah. gov- real government documents don't look this good. <laughs> yeah, they're not, the government's not into the aesthetics of things. They're just putting data out there. Yeah, they just, they're just going to put information. They're not going to put like big, four majestic eyes only shit. No, they just put a stamp. Yeah. Now, my stepdad used to do uh, work for the government, and, and nothing was ever this good. It was just words. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to it. And that's what your dad's into, huh? Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, no, no. Real government documents don't look this good. So, Man. That's just weird. So I don't know. Maybe the <laughs> weird shit going on out there, folks. I don't know. What to I mean, I can understand. Like, I think really what it comes down to is a couple of things, right? Like, my dad's getting older. He's really questioning his mortality mm-hmm. right like what's what's coming next you should see the barbie movie that'll help him yeah <laughs> well that's probably too woke for him perhaps so yeah, yeah. oh yeah and, oh, he, <laughs> yeah there was i think one of the at barbies was a trans woman i'm sure people are losing their minds about that shit hey. who cares too oh. woke get out <laughs> i forget where i was going with this your dad's, your dad's life Oh, oh, yeah. He just, I, I think that he's as he gets older or as he gets towards the the end of life, um, he, I think he's looking for maybe he has some regrets, mm, you know, yeah. and he's looking for maybe the afterlife to absolve him maybe of some of those regrets, sure. you know, like, or maybe there's. There's a grander purpose that will absolve him of some of his mistakes or something like that. Like right. maybe he's not, you know, just he's he's just trying to come to grips with everything, you know. Yeah, 
But isn't that isn't that kind of like that's that's what drives all of us? Yeah, this fear of death. So that's why we act the way we act. Yeah, I mean, it's just I mean, I, we've been we've been disenchanted all our lives. Right. So, you know, it's it's like fuck it, we're fucked. Yeah, we've always I, been fucked. I, so I, what's the I've point? never felt hopeful. I can't think of the last time I felt hopeful about anything. Yeah. Even as a kid, I, I wasn't raised in a particularly good environment, so there wasn't much. What, uh, yeah, I'm, you know what? You know what made me happy? This fucking show. That's why this show exists because I needed something in my life that brought me joy. So I had a tape recorder. Maybe that's why we do I this mean, now. This is our way of sort of making I mean, sense. I've of always kind of felt like the the. the, the the cold specter of death has been looming, you know, mm-hmm. over my entire life, you know? So it's yep. not like something that I've been, <laughs> I feel like it's always been there, you know? So it's not something that I, I'm prepared. I, I've been prepared all my life for uh, yeah. death. <laughs> I mean, Gabe, to quote Barbie, do you guys ever think about dying? Yes. All, <laughs> all like, the time. All my life. <laughs> I'm thinking about it right now. Yeah, it is something I have been prepared for, and I have made peace a long time ago. Oh, I've not made peace. That's coming. About it. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I, I've not made peace. I'm just angry about it. Oh. Yeah, you, you've achieved uh, your Zen or something about it. You're, you're Buddhist now. If I, I don't wake up, I don't wake up. You know, yeah. I, I've, I've, I've done my shit. You know? you know, though, if but if I die, it's not going to be that. It's going to be I'm driving down the road and some idiot in a Ford F-150 doesn't see me because his truck is huge and just smashes me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm done. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But it's the, I, I don't blame your dad for feeling that way because there's nothing we can do about it. But this is how he chooses to, to, to spend his time. Figuring out the government mysteries. Hey. I mean, he's not he's not hurting anybody. No, so. but he's got the conspiracy theory mentality, and that leads down a down a pretty dark hole. I mean, uh. it's it's kind of exhausting though. Like it's just yeah. like really, I mean, I get it, but it's just that's all he ever wants to talk about. But mm-hmm. it's just like he, I think he gets frustrated because I don't like. He's like. Like you don't see it, like he like he wants me to like get in on it with him, and I'm right. like no, like it's just <laughs> you know you know what the big conspiracy is like there's all these businesses that are really fucking running everything mm-hmm. like that's, <laughs> that's the big conspiracy right <laughs> yeah m- money is causing this planet to implode we we have we're dealing with climate change and companies want us to go back into work how about we get the cars off the road and maybe deal with this environmental problem. But yeah, but it's, but no, because it's money, right? And like I'm getting questionnaires from my my job asking about talking about going back to the office and stuff like that. And there's no good reason to be going back to the office, right. but they're like asking, sending questionnaires, like you know, Why? how would you feel about going back? Like a couple, you know, that kind of shit. Like, and it's supposed to be anonymous. Why? And I'm like, fuck you. I know how this shit works. Mm-hmm. I know it can't. It's not potentially anonymous. They I know, know where this it's shit coming works. from. But I mean, is it just because they have property that they own? They need to. They justify? do. Like, like, like they have these offices that are just not being used, and so sell them. And it's a combination of they have the offices. And they want to – they've got all these mid-level managers or low-level managers, and they mm. want them to be useful mm. because a lot of times they're just sitting there with their thumb up their asses because yeah. they can't – or just messaging people instead of, like, being able to walk around, you know, and, right. like, 
Right. It's so, the, the, the whole COVID work from home kind of thing disrupted the, the, the normal office environment, which is you've got these middle managers that don't really do anything but just sort of observe. Babysit. Yeah, yeah right, right. And, when, and these companies realize that when you send people home, they still do their jobs. We don't need these middle management people. They're not right. doing anything. But they have because to they, justify they it. They babysit, they tattle, yeah. and they, they, they stress people out to keep them on their toes. And that's mm-hmm. really all they do yeah. is they, they keep people afraid so that they'll keep working harder. You Back know? in my and old so career, it was that way. The, the, the supervisors were fucking useless. I right. they didn't help us with their problems. I, even if even stuff they were supposed to do, like, hey, this person over there is fucking with my shit. Can you talk to them? Can you supervise them? So right. they're supervising, but not really. Right. It, it, it's it's dumb. So rather than address that, they're going to try to get you guys back in the office. It's 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 right. just bad management. I mean, as a right. manager, I would think, hmm, okay, this group over here, my workers were sent home. They're getting shit done. Why do I need X, Y, and Z supervisors over here? They're just doing nothing. Because you can't really supervise over Zoom. <laughs> I mean, I don't have that shit at where I work. I mean, I'm in an office, but they're not walking around and looking at us. They, they know what we do. We have our little spreadsheets that we fill out to say, here's what I did today. Here's the, uh, what do they call it? The smart sheet. So I've completed these, these properties, these dates. But that's it. That's, but they're not, they're not walking around and going, hmm, what are you up to? It's, it's a chill environment. They trust us because that, that's my boss's whole thing is you get people in there that you can trust and let them do their damn jobs. Hmm. And what do they need to observe you doing? You're, you're making sure the computers and stuff are running. You're dealing with your clients. You're, it, if, if you're not doing your job, your clients are not going to be happy. Right. Like, so if I'm not doing my job, I'm not doing my job. Yeah. And then it's obvious that my job isn't getting done. Right. So they just need to take a look at that, you know. Yeah, you're not trying to scam them. You're doing your job. Right. Management. Yeah. It's goofy. It's very goofy. Yep. Well, excuse me. So, Gabe, you you bought a new computer, which we talked about. I did. I just wanted to see, because this new computer came pre-built, because it's Dell, so you were forced to use Windows 11. How's that working for you? How's Windows 11 working? Um, well, I immediately turned off everything that made it look like Windows 11. Okay. So I installed a bunch of shit that made it, that turned off. Um, I, things steep, keep popping up yes. here and there. And I, I keep finding ways to turn everything off that makes it look like Windows 11. Yeah. So yeah, I use the, the Start 11 program, which, yeah, which keeps yeah. things looking like 10. That's Kinda pretty nice. much what I do. Um, other than that, it's it's fine. You know, Um. There are weird things here and there. Like, there is no benefit. Like, I, I, there hasn't been anything in Windows 11 mm-hmm. that I could say, oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so far, everything has been, this is horrible. Let me get rid of it. Like, so. Yeah. They change so many things needlessly, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. They say that there's better performance and something about the, like, multi, when you have multi-monitors set up, Apparently, Windows 11 is better at remembering where your, where your windows are. Okay, that's fine. But that could easily have been put into Windows 10. That's one yeah. thing. There is one nice thing. It looks like there is a program that allows me to connect to my phone. Hmm. And it's, like, it's called PhoneLink. 
But it's possible that was in Windows 10 and I just never used it. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, they might have had something like that in that as well. Phone link. Yeah, there we go. Is that new? I don't know. So, I don't know. That it's possible that was there and I just didn't use it. Yeah. So. But let's just assume it was in 11. Okay, that's fine. That's one little app, but nothing so necessary. Right, right. Yeah. I don't know. They Because they, they said for years we're going to do Windows 10 and that's it. We're just going to update that for forever. And then something changed, and they decided to give us 11. I don't know what changed. I mean, I know that with Windows 11, there's some kind of connection to some of the Intel processors where you have to have 11 in order for, like the one, the chip that you have, I think needs to have 11. So I, I don't know. I don't know what they, what they were thinking. I mean, let me look up real quick. Let's see. Let's, let's use the internet. Why did Microsoft... Release Windows 11. There we go. Windows support for Windows 10N. Yeah. Why is there a Windows 11? Let's see what PC World says about that. They say it depends. <laughs> Microsoft, let's see, but Microsoft representatives never said that Windows 10 would be the latest version. Not really. Uh, spoke with the company. Uh, maybe it was just one of the things where the marketing people said one thing and the tech said something else. Microsoft developers could never talk about what they were currently working on. He said only what they had worked on. I don't know. This is too... My um, <laughs> my KVM doesn't work oh. anymore. Like It, it, it works. It, it, it's very flaky. Yeah. So I'm buying a new one. Okay. Like, I don't know. Like, like I keep switching back and forth. Like, I'll switch between... Because basically, I've got two monitors and two computers. Because I've got my work computer and my home computer. Is your work computer a laptop? Yeah. Okay. And I switch back and forth sometimes between during the day. Mm, um, okay. Like, I want to... Because sometimes I want to, like, look up something. And I won't don't want to use my work computer. And, and I'll switch real quick. And it'll just stop working. Like, it'll just... It won't... Oh. Like, my keyboard and mouse won't work. So I don't know what the hell is going on. That's so, yep. Yeah, here are some reasons. This is just what what just what the web is saying. They they they're saying they released Windows 11 to provide a new user experience that brings you closer to what you love, empowers you to produce, and inspires you to create. That means nothing. To compete with other operating systems like Chromebooks and Mac OS, and attract new customers with visual changes. That's why it looks the way it looks. As if that's the reason why people use Macs because of the way it looks. No, it's it, uh, and you're not going to bring people over from Macs to Windows because of just a new UI change. They people use Macs because they like that platform. It's that's mm -hmm. the, that's the dumbest reason I've heard for the visual change to support new features like Android apps, widgets, layouts, and a revamped Microsoft Store. Who the fuck cares about Android apps on Windows? And then the fourth reason, which kind of makes sense, to raise the bar for security by requiring hardware that can enable protections like Windows Hello, device encryption, virtualization-based security, etc. So, okay, I guess maybe having Windows 11 gives them more of a foundation for better security. Fine. But the other reasons are, well, why change the interface? Yeah. That's the thing that bothers me, that they, they could change it so much. Wow. So, Yeah. I mean, just the fact that they immediately changed, like, changing the start menu is such a stupid thing to do. It's awful, the new one. Like, why would you change something that's so iconic? 
Like literally, you're changing the way that work, how it works. I I don't. At some point, I'm gonna have to update my mother's computer, and I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to install that software. That yeah. uh, start eleven. Yeah, because yeah. she's not gonna be able to figure out what the fuck to do. You know? Right. You click a button, and it's just they're just little apps. What yeah. is that? It's almost like a she's little... like, how do I? She's gonna be like, how do I get to anything? You right. know? Like they don't. Old people aren't gonna want to learn something new. No. Like. <laughs> Especially at their age, they're seventy plus. What do they? What do they want? How do they? They barely know how to do what they do now. Like <laughs> they never did, though. Right. That's the right. funny thing. You can go back. Ugh, they don't know. I work with older people sometimes. Not not in my department, but there's a department right next to me, and I hear the way they talk. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They 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 have an idea that if they've got they click on the one thing mm-hmm. that gets it to work and that's it. Like, yeah, if it's, that thing stops working for some reason, they're fucked. They're very like, rote about it. Like I got this yeah. this icon. Oh no, the icon's gone. Okay, well the software is probably still on your computer. Why don't you just go find the software? Well, I don't know how to do that. Well, fuck. Yeah. But, but Windows has been around for thirty years or something. It's been. This is not new shit. And then now Microsoft's making it worse. But yeah, the, the Windows 11, the start menu, you click on it, it's, it's almost like a, like a phone interface. It's just icons. It's dumb. See, <laughs> they're thinking that people will be able to figure it out mm-hmm. by using logic. That's not how it works. <laughs> like, right, right, people right. don't know logic. Like, they, no, that's not how it works. Yeah, yeah. And this is logic in just a general sense. A lot of people just are not logical. They're... they're Okay, people aren't very bright. A no. lot of people are not very bright. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's high. Here's, here's an article that says uh, 10 reasons to not upgrade to Windows 11. Uh, you've, the first one is you might have to buy a new PC. Sure. Number two, the Windows 10 taskbar is better. Yes, very it much is. so. Number three, uh, Windows 10 start menu is better. Yes. Number four, advertisements are coming. Yeah. Yeah, Windows has ads in them, ads in there now. What? Where? Yeah. It's if you if you dig around, you'll you'll end up there's yeah, because we have the old the, the SART eleven thing, but if you dig around to some of the taskbar stuff, you'll see ads will pop up. I think if you do a search, let me see, let me search for something. Oh. Uh, that little that little bar. Yeah, I got rid of that shit. Yeah. Uh, Windows 11's tablet experience isn't as good as Windows 10's. Windows 11 requires signing into a Microsoft account. Not really. There's, there's a workaround for that, but um, the Action Center is gone. I don't. Oh, that little thing on the right. Okay, that, that doesn't bother me. You'd miss the timeline. Uh, Windows 10 offers more choices in File Explorer context menus. Yes. Yeah. So that's and the tenth one was just there's no rush. But this is an old article. Yeah, I don't know. It's but it, we're stuck with it, so that's why we have our little add-ons and all that bullshit. So that's fine. We'll make it work. So Gabe, mm. so it was my birthday a few days ago. It was happy birthday to me. Yeah. You bought me a video game. I did called Diablo Four. So thank oh. you for that. That was delightful. I've only played it for about an hour, but I like it so far. Tell us about Diablo Four, Gabe. No. I put a lot of hours in this game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I really, I really like it. Yeah. There's just something. I, I like it, and I'm frustrated by it at the same time. There's mm-hmm. something about it that, um, I, I, it's one of those games. It's probably, 
it's frustrating yeah. because it's difficult um, in that so, uh, it feels like your characters aren't powerful enough. Okay. Unless you really know how to tweak them properly. Unless you really get them the right armor, the right spells, the right everything. Because otherwise you just get your ass handed to you. Okay. So, but in order to get the right things, you need to go through a very specific process. Um, because you need to play at the higher levels. Okay. Like the nightmare levels and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause that's where the, the really good stuff drops. And there's like a, a completely different game at the different levels because, um, I want to say at nightmare, there's different types of chests and things you can access. Oh, yeah, that aren't available on the different levels of the game. Okay. So there's different... Because a lot of the game is... Uh, you add what are called aspects, aspects to your armor, hmm. which are like... Um, the aspects to your armor are abilities to your armor that affect your skills. Hmm. So, like, they make your skills more powerful. Um, so, and they're... <sighs> There's so much shit going on in this game. There's yeah. so much shit. Okay. Um, and those aspects can make or break your character. And they're all scattered around and they're all like rare drops and things like that. So there, you get some of them by completing dungeons. Uh, some of them are part of armor and you can take them off of armor and put them on other pieces. And some of them are one use. It, it's The whole game is a giant pain in the ass. So, but it's, I don't know, but I'm enjoying it because it's, uh, it's really about optimizing your character and it gets, your your character gets better, but then you, I've noticed like you get good enough, but then you start leveling up because you're, the things you fight level up with you. Mm. Like, it's not like you go into a different area and the monsters are better or worse, uh, the, the monsters are based on your level. Okay, that, that's sort of like what they do in, in the Elder Scrolls games. Yeah. Where things kind of level up with you, which I'm not... Right. I don't know if I, I like that particular yeah. feature with the role-playing that's a, games. That's a little weird. But I guess because... with Diablo, they want to just make sure no matter where you are, you're fighting something good. Right. I mean, there are certain... When you're, when you're playing the... Um, there are certain... Le- under level 50... Uh, there are certain areas that are um, because the story is designed to get you to level fifty. Right. But then after level fifty, there's like a whole other thing to get to level one hundred. Oh boy. Yeah, okay. and that gets that's like a whole other system of adding on to your character mm-hmm. abilities. Okay. There's a lot of micromanaging your character in this game. Which I didn't realize when I started playing. It didn't seem like Diablo had this much character micromanagement in it, but there's a lot of character micromanagement in it. Yeah. So, I, but I've been, it, it, it hasn't been that bad, okay. you know. I mean, I've been enjoying it. I've been frustrated, but it's been, it, it's been something to do. <laughs> Doesn't it have sort of an MMO kind of thing going on where you're there, but it, other people are there too? It does, but I've literally never played specifically with other people. I've seen them running around. Yeah. Like, um, 
there are some places you go they're called um there are world events mm-hmm. where you fight like a giant monster yeah um like a, i think it's called a, a, it's a world boss and you can all fight the world boss together that sounds um, cool yeah, it is kind of cool, but they're like they're timed events. Mm. There are also other timed events. Um, there are um, what are they called? Um, there are big dungeons that are like group dungeons mm. that uh, that are open okay. instead of like um, that other people can be fighting in. I forget what they're called. Um, I've been enjoying it. Like I, I've been having fun. Like uh, so, but it's it, it gets frustrating because it's hard. So, yeah, yeah. but I'm also playing it on the more difficult. See, you can only get up to a certain level until you get to level 50. Yeah. And then after between level 50 and level 70, there's another level. And then after level 70, you can get to the nightmare levels. Okay. So, yeah. So I'm playing, I'm playing as hard as I, as I can. Yeah. So that's another reason why it's so difficult. So, I mean, when I made my characters, I made a druid and I think (laughs) I got the options of two different, two difficulty levels. I picked the harder one. So like easy yeah. and then normal. I think I picked normal because I figured yeah. you know, I played Diablo for decades. I can probably figure out the normal difficulty. So that'll be yeah. Wonderful. I mean, it just it, I feel like it got to the point where I was doing great, right, with my character, and then all of a sudden I was just getting my ass kicked by everything. Mm, okay. So, and I think it was because like I didn't have the right armor, I didn't have the right skills, and they were yeah. like, I was asking, I was like, I mean, I. I the druid seemed like it was a really good tank, yeah. but I couldn't do any fucking damage, okay. like to save my life. It was driving me nuts. <laughs> yeah, like what's what's the problem? Like why can't I kill anything? Like mm. I'm just sitting there, like I, a skeleton would come up, and I would just be like, hit, 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 and it's just like I'm not dying, but it's taking me an hour to kill this skeleton. Okay, you know, like it's just so I'd have to go and I'd look up all kinds of stuff on how to do more damage with my druid you know and it's like it seems like i shouldn't have to look up manuals on how to make it so that my character can actually kill a skeleton you know in a reasonable amount of time you know yeah plus this is diablo that's it's not a overly complex kind of thing so it's i don't know what but it also feels that it seems like they've been getting a lot of flack lately because yeah. they just released a new patch and you just you just got into the new patch, mm. um, the new season, uh, where they kind of uh, they just tweaked everything right. and they tweaked it not in the player's favor. Oh, okay. so they made everything a lot harder. <laughs> so yeah, mm. so so they're saying you guys were having a little bit too much fun there. Yeah, or that people were going through the game too fast. Oh, okay. so. Yeah. But now they're but well, now they're realized they may have made it too hard. So I think in the next week or so they're gonna like I think August eighth was the next time they're gonna do a big patch. They're gonna tweak it again. Okay. So, which is a little bothersome. I mean, the the game is the game, and but when you have these games like a live service, they they can change while you're playing, and that's uh, can be a little I don't know annoying, but you are enjoying it at least. Yeah, yeah, I'm having fun. I'm, I'm okay. gonna play it. We're done talking here. Cool. <laughs> You're right to it. All right, yeah. that's cool. Um, any other games you've been playing? I figure we'll talk some games and we'll wrap this up. What else have I been playing? Um, nope, that's all I've been playing. Okay. I'm waiting for. Um, I've also purchased. I've got Baldur's Gate three, which I'll be playing 
when I get back from Gen Con. Yeah, because that comes then, out uh, like August 3rd, I think. We get the full yeah. release. That's right. You're going to Gen Con soon. That's right. Ooh. I'm excited. Next week? Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that when you get back. And then I've got – I've also pre-purchased the new Bethesda space game. Oh, yeah, which we can't remember the title of. It's just yeah. space game. Skyrim in space. Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's, that, that's looking pretty good too. Very nice. Uh, yeah, I've been bouncing around from all kinds of stuff because, like, I've got on the on the PlayStation. I'm still playing the Second Horizon game, uh, Forbidden West, which I just, I mean, that series is just too good. Kind of makes me sad that it's going to end at some point. That's still a good game. On Steam, I've been playing. I've been playing a game called Urtuk. U R T U K, The Desolation. It's it's a okay. turn-based strategy game. Okay. The animation looks familiar. like looks like it was made by Terry Gilliam. It's kind of funny. It's got the I little feel flat like animation. I've seen that one. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's it's tough. Like you'll have these. I was going along for a while and, and winning battles, and then I hit one one part where I just lost like crazy. But what's cool if you lose, all your guys just sort of retreat and they're injured, and then whatever you killed on that battlefield stay dead. So when you come back later, when you're healed up, you just kill whoever's left. You know, the, uh-huh. the enemy doesn't regenerate. But yeah, Urtuk, it's, a, it's good. It, it took me a little time to get into it, but now that I've got a nice rhythm, it's, it's good. Inventory management's kind of annoying because you have, over time, you build up this big army and you have to sort of individually manage them. Um, it's a little bit like, the, like a tactics ogre, kind of that kind of stuff. Kind of reminds me of that. Got it. I recommend it. I've been playing Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which is the new uh, Borderlands game where it's 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 that D and D style, right? It's fun. It's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying that. It's it's uh, but it's, I mean, it's still Borderlands. So it, I mean, the gameplay feels like it has felt for years. There's right. Nothing too new there. I've been playing Troubleshooter, which is like an XCOM type game. In fact, it feels a lot like the XCOM games, but it's it's more like an anime style, and you're you're in a city, so it's sort of like. Uh, I don't know. You're, yeah, you're, you're police, basically, trying to take down bad guys. But it's really fun. And it's a little repetitive because you've got to repeat missions to, to gain levels so that you can get the harder missions. So a little bit of grinding in there. I have played, oh, something called Wilson, W-O-L-C-E-N. That's very, very much Diablo. Like almost, it's almost too much like Diablo. Like the, the, the battlefields seem the same, characters. It's like they were waiting for, Di- I don't know, maybe they just wanted to do their own version of it. I've I don't know why they made that game, but it's fun. What is it called? Wilson, W-O-L-C-E-N. Wilson, Lords of Mayhem. Yeah. Yeah, I'm enjoying that. uh, There was another thing I was just reading about today that was almost like exactly like Diablo. Um, There was another game that was like Diablo, I think. Oh, God, that looks just like Diablo. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, like legit. <laughs> I think they might have copied the code. <laughs> just on my wish list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it is fun. And a couple more. I'm playing Bravely Default 2, which is based on a console series, which is actually mm-hmm. the original Bravely Default was on the DS, the Nintendo DS. And they brought this one. I don't think the first one is on Steam, but they brought the second one to Steam. And that's a lot of fun. That's just good old classic turn-based RPG stuff. Big fan of that. 
Oh, P-O-E. That's what it is. P-O-E. Powers. It was... Uh, uh, it was a Eternity. Is that it? Pillars of Eternity. That's yeah. I mean, that's another series. It's good. That one is that like Diablo? No, that's more like Baldur's Gate. There's something like there was something like. Is there another game that's Poe? That's like I don't know. You're, t- you're talking like an action RPG. Oh, Path of Exile. That's it. Oh right, yes, that is. That's yeah. There's a, a sequel to that coming out too. Yeah. Is that like Diablo? Yeah, yeah. That's 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 a, a lot like Diablo. Why but it, it but that one's online. That one you see people a lot. Oh, I don't want to see people. Fuck people. Yeah. You don't have to deal with people, but they're they're around. That's uh, I think I have that one. Uh, it says it's free. Yeah, yeah, free to play. But it it does kind of nudge you towards buying things to mm. build stats and stuff and and all that. But that was a good one though. That one you can actually get on consoles too. Nice. And I'm playing not too much of the adult stuff, but I'm still playing that game called Dreams of Desire, one of those adult visual novels. And of course, we've talked about these games before. It looks like all the others with the same kind of artwork, but it's like supernatural. You get a, they really you know, do. They really all like look exactly alike. <laughs> yeah. Like they had like the same. Like one person made some models, and they've just been using the same models. <laughs> yeah, but they're so good though. <laughs> it's a pretty good game. The dialogue's funny. I, I did notice here. I got a rare achievement called Dairy Farm, and the comment under it is "Got milk." Oh, God. And this is a game with rather large-breasted women. I'm wondering, what? how did I get that? I don't remember anything along with, like, milk. There was no lactation, so I don't know what was going on there, what I was doing that day. I have a theory, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> it's a PG-13 show, folks. That's about it. That's been my gaming. So just kind of jumping around between some strategy, some action, some RPG. Uh, uh, here's a review. I'm not sure what's going on, but there are big boobs. In in that game, Dreams of Desire? Yeah. 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 <laughs> your your landlady is very, very well endowed. I appreciate that. Where are, <laughs> where are the reviews? And very yeah, very positive. It's good. There's, there's <laughs> so many of these visual novels. I mean they're, they're so funny. I mean they're All right. <laughs> let me let me all right, let me take take, take time out, talk about visual novels first. Wait, talk about what? So, visual novels for a visual second. Visual novels, so, okay. So here's the thing that I've found about... I've been reading visual novels for probably like 10 years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, my problem with visual novels, as much as I like visual novels... All right, got to stop looking at this. Because <laughs> it's just... It's, it's doing the steam. Like, it's just scrolling through the images and they're oh. all just straight up porn. It, very so, much so. <laughs> and <laughs> oh yeah there's the uh, slideshow Ooh. Yeah, yeah oh yeah I like that one there's the blonde <laughs> um, so my problem with the visual novels is yes they're interesting and they're compelling but so I'm of two minds of this right so <sighs> without getting too graphic alright <laughs> So, if I just if I'm, I'm just here to get something done, right? <laughs> so the visual novel is not for that. No, so, no, because it's just it's not going to help you there because it's going to take way too long, and it's not like you, you, you're reading and you got to get to a part where it's where it's 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 meaty. You know, you got to get to the, the little rep, rep, repetition, the the repeating animation sequence. 
And it's like, and that's not really, I find those aren't enough. It doesn't you work. Know? No, no. And that's, that's not good enough. It, it, and, along and, those lines, with the visual novels, you might see something that's, that, that is uh, sexual. Titillating. Right? Titillating. And you'll think, okay, well, let me go do something else. Let me go, you know. Just, it's so weird. Like, yeah. it's just so. <laughs> it's more of a that's, jumping that's... off point. I know. It's just, it's like, fuck it. Yeah. Just go to porn. You know, because <laughs> it's just. I mean, I just... like the stories usually. They're, that's why I do read them, because they're, they're, they're kind of interesting. And then, but see, the problem is, I, I feel like after going through, like, the visual novel, like, I'll spend, like, hours like reading this visual novel and then like i feel like i've wasted time because <laughs> <laughs> you haven't really played a game right you also haven't really read a book it's a and visual I'm also novel. and now i'm horny so <laughs> it's like it's just and nobody's I, around yeah and i'm like i've wasted this I've, I've wasted time and it's like what like i like it's been two hours it's like okay now now what you know like it's the middle of the day. You can't really go master braids. Yeah, <laughs> Not right time just, for that. The sun's yeah. out. <laughs> Who does that? Yeah. <laughs> and just, I don't know. So it, it's, uh, they're, they're, I find them somewhat frustrating yeah, at times. Yeah, I understand. Also, uh, perhaps with some of them, the, um, it, it, some, I mean, I, I appreciate the, the way they draw the, the, the characters, but my goodness, guys, people don't look like that, okay? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe once in a blue moon you see a woman that's kind of like that. Most don't. <laughs> I know are, are you aware it's fantasy, of the visual? I, 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 I to, I've told you about the visual novel database, right? Yes, we've. I think we've discussed okay. that on the All show, right. yeah. Right. So we, we can actually see what's in these games. Right, because you yeah. could use the visual novel database and find it, – because it's listed by category, and you can find <laughs> anything – that you anything that you're into, you can find exactly what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, whatever, whatever tag, whatever metadata, whatever thing. <laughs> Let's go there right now. Let's see. <laughs> is this game in there? Um, what's it called? Dreams of Desire. There it is. Oh, there's there are three versions. Holiday yeah. special. What? Yeah, like it's crazy. Like you find stuff you like didn't even know. Didn't even know. Let's see. What are the tags? That the character summary. Uh, okay. They gets really specific. Protagonist, blood-related mother as a heroine. What? Protagonist, full sister as a heroine. What? <laughs> Under the same roof, multiple endings. Heroine with huge breasts. Sure. So yeah, they got what you're looking for. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, it does exist in this sort of weird middle-of-nowhere kind of land. I don't know. I'm going to keep, keep buying them, though. Actually, I stopped buying them because I have several that I've bought. One, two, three, like a do at least a dozen. They're just waiting to be played. That's the other thing. They do take a while. Some of them do take yeah. many hours, and I don't know if I need that much. I don't need to spend that much time with these characters. <sighs> Anything else you got, Gabe? Uh, nope, just, uh, getting ready for Gen Con. Gen Con. And, uh, yeah. excited. Good, good, good. So. Goody, goody. Let me find music. Yeah, yeah music. Yeah. There we go. All right, folks, you know, it's, it's been a fun, as fun time as usual. Go see those movies. Enjoy them. Or don't. <laughs> I can't tell you what to do. 
So thank you for joining us for a little, a little podcast. We'll come back again in a month. We'll talk about Gen Con and other things. So uh, see you later. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to WNOD. This concludes our podcast day. I'm over here now. Can you believe that? That's nice. That's just good. Will you shut up? Hey, Barbie. Can I come to your house tonight? Sure. I don't have anything big planned. Just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and plant choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. You can find me under the lights. Diamonds under my eyes. This is the best day ever. It is the best day ever. So is yesterday, and so is tomorrow, and every day from now until forever. Yes. You guys ever think about dying? When my heart breaks. Some things have been happening that might be related. When my world shakes. Cold shower. Ooh. Falling off my roof. Ah! And my heels are on the ground. <gasps> Flat feet! What do I have to do? You have to go to the real world. You can go back to your regular life, or you can know the truth about the universe. The choice is now yours. The first one, the high heel. You have to want to know, okay? Do it again. Closer I am I'm coming with you. Okay. Wow, this is the real world. <laughs> What's going on? Why are these men looking at me? Yeah, they're also staring at me. Barbie in the real world. That's impossible. If this got out, this could mean extremely weird things for our world. This would be catastrophic! We haven't played with Barbie since we were like five years old. Oh. No one rests until this doll is back in a box. Even if nobody else sings along. Humans only have one ending. Get that Barbie! Ideas live forever. No, I won't let you do just one appendectomy. But I'm a man. But not a doctor. Can I talk to a doctor? You are talking to a doctor. I need a clicky pen? No. A sharp thing? No. There he is. Doctor! Somebody get security. Hi, Barbie! Hi, Ken! Hi Barbie. 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 Hi Ken. Hi Ken. With the radio fast and goes cruising just as fast as she can now. I thought I might stay over tonight. Why? Because we're girlfriend boyfriend. To do what? I'm actually not sure. What are you doing here? I'm coming with you. Did you bring your rollerblades? I literally go nowhere without them. Fun, 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 
Oh, looks like this beach was a little too much beach for you, Ken. If I wasn't severely injured, I would beach you off right now, Ken. I'll beach off with you any day, Ken. Anyone who wants to beach him off has to beach me off first. I will beach both of you off at the same time. Beach both oh, of us I off? Beach. Nobody's gonna beach anyone off.